0: You are listening to The Interview Podcast.
1: Where we interview the real you.
0: We discover our guests' passions, skills, dreams, and wisdom they've learned along the way.
1: Get ready for some friendly banter,
0: controversial hot takes,
1: Christian pickup lines, and riveting conversations.
0: Let's dive in.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome into the third episode of the interview podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Most, and with me is my co-host, T. Mills. We're super excited to bring you another episode with a new guest. So if you could go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a brief overview of who you are.
2: Hello, everyone. I am Eugene Miller. Uh, I am originally from Holmes County, Ohio, moved from there when I was three years old and now reside in North Carolina. Uh, Columbus area, and I am a worship pastor at Foothills Community Chapel, and I do music with my family six months out of the year. We travel with Gospel Express Ministries, which is an evangelistic association um, that does international ministry as well as stateside, and uh, so I'm a musician and singer um, and really enjoy sound, and I do uh, some consulting with different um, churches and different family groups and such. Um, with a friend of mine, and uh, then I'm also involved in youth and kids ministry throughout
0: the year, uh, mainly revolved around my involvement in music. Awesome, sweet. That was sweet. a great
1: introduction. I
0: was very concise, and uh, I'm honored today because it is my Eugene is my younger brother. So it is an honor to have my brother on the podcast. He's a very talented man. I'm honored to be his brother. So we're excited. Uh, yep. I know a lot about this guy, and you guys we're going to get to enjoy knowing him as well. Yeah. So, yep. and
1: Eugene is someone that um is he's a good friend. We're we're all in the same friend group here in North Carolina. We make a lot of good memories together. Have a mm-hmm. lot of fun together. Um, and so I'm really excited too, to be able to kind of highlight Eugene on this podcast, give you guys a little, maybe more insight for those of you who already know him, more insight into his life and who he is, um, what makes him tick, but also some of you may not know Eugene and this is, I guess a, you're welcome podcast because, um, he's a really, really incredible guy. And so for you that don't know him, you get to maybe get to know him a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, maybe get to meet him one day. Um, but we have a lot of fun with Eugene. He has a big personality, um, He's incredible speaker. Like you said, he loves music. Incredible musician. Um, and he also is a part of our – we have a motorcycle uh, group, if you want to call Gang. it that. Uh, yeah. some, some of us around Cult. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, really enjoy uh, riding motorcycles. I have one. Um, Eugene has one. And uh, some other people in the community. And so we have fun uh, doing that as well. So, no, anyway, really excited about having Eugene on. Um, and then – We do have, uh, before we jump into some of the episode, we do have a sponsor Mm -hmm. um, for this episode. And Derek is going to give you a little shout out there.
0: We are so blessed. We have had so many people reach out um, and just offer to sponsor episodes. So we're so excited. So John and Sydney Holbert, uh, they go to our church, young family. Um, Their kids are Holden, Lillian, and Weston. And just appreciate their young family. Um, Just getting to know John over this past year or so, we had a big bonfire at their house and just had a really good time. Uh, um, yeah, over a time there, they uh, hosted us and just got to know them and their family very well. He does grading and land clearing. Um, so, if you're in NC and you need a plot of land cleared beautifully, contact my man, John. He is, he's the guy. He really is. I, I love talking to him, uh, him and Sydney, just their lives and who they are. Very giving, very giving people. And um, yeah, so just wanted to shout out them. Thank you, John, for your generosity, your friendship. Uh, we appreciate you. And um, yeah, we are. Excited for this
1: episode. Thanks for that, Derek. And thank you, John. Um, yeah, really appreciate you having interest in sponsoring the podcast. All right. So the first thing we're going to do, and this is a segment that um, we're doing in pretty much every episode, is uh, rapid-fire questions. Okay. And um, yeah, the main reason we do it is to get to know our guest a little bit in kind of a fun way, um, putting them on the spot to answer questions as quickly as possible, whatever comes to their mind, and you kind of get a little insight into who they are by their answers. So, Eugene, I'm going to ask you these questions. There are 22 of them. Wow. And don't think, overthink it. The first thing that comes to your mind, shout it out. Okay. Are you ready?
2: I am ready.
1: All right. Three, two, and one. What was your first official job?
2: Uh, I did Mason work.
1: What is your favorite day of the week?
2: Probably Saturday.
1: If you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Blake. Name a four-letter word that starts with B. Bart. Did you, wow. Did, did you make your bed today? No. Ooh. Um, what has been your favorite age so far?
2: 25.
1: All right. Last year. Just said your age. Uh, what is your, oh, if you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? No. <laughs> I don't Ooh. know what this question says about you. What is your favorite fair food? Final cakes. Have you ever written a song? Yes. If you could be transformed into an animal, what would it be? Lion. What is your favorite color? Red. Place you would most want to travel to? Anywhere in the world. Ireland. If you could learn any language in one week, what would it be? Spanish. Favorite season?
2: Fall. Too easy. Oh, yeah.
1: Have you ever worn socks with sandals or slides?
2: I've worn socks with slides, not with sandals, because that's psychotic.
1: (laughs) Which I guess, okay. Um, And you you said Spanish would be the language you wanted to learn. Say one word in Spanish. Por favor. Two words. Uh, Name your favorite pizza topping. Bacon. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Not usually. Best milk to have in a latte.
2: Oat. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy.
1: Fastest speed you've ever driven in a car?
2: 135 miles an hour.
1: Okay. How many hours of sleep on average do you get each night? Five. What is an acceptable number of watches for someone to own?
2: 14. <laughs> Which Fourth. is that
1: how many watches you own? Roughly. That is, wow. that is something. That's mm-hmm. a hot take right there. Just... How many watches let me ask you this? How many watches can you wear at a time?
2: Uh it, technically two. That would but be one. One is one. Accepted. One would be yeah. Yeah.
1: So you you have enough wrist space to warrant fourteen watches.
2: Yeah. So I dress up for a living. I'm always in church or at a church. And so for me, something to keep myself interested in how I dress is socks, shoes, and watches. I could wear the same outfit, but with a different mm. one of those three things each time
0: and keep myself interested in what I look like. Right. Keep the people okay. guessing what you're going to be wearing. He does that well.
1: Good answer. He
0: has this flowery kind of white suit coat that yes, he wears sometimes. And it is, uh, it's, it's a bold move. He and also I has it.
1: red pants. Yes, if does. you heard him say his favorite color is red, he has red pants that he enjoys wearing yes. and will every time get a reaction, mostly So from if you me. show up on a Sunday <laughs> and
0: Eugene's wearing some red pants, don't be surprised. Don't Anyways. be surprised. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's all right, Eugene. If you like your watches... We'll let you have them. All right, I'm going to throw a few this or that questions at you, and again, just answer which one you would prefer uh, over the other: phone call or text, phone call, ice cream or snow cone, ice cream, iPhone or Android, Android. Oh, really? Do yeah, you have an Android?
0: He's yeah. the only family. Oh, the only family in our person. The only person this in our family amazing. that still has an Android. Amazing. I was, okay. It's yeah, absolutely
1: cake or pie, cake. Big party or small gathering? Big. Mooring person or night owl? Both. Oh, socks or bare feet to sleep?
2: Bare feet, not a question. <laughs> I
1: already know that. Uh, football or basketball? Football. Bath or shower? Shower. Tennis shoes or slides? Tennis shoes. Email or letter? Uh, email. Car or truck? Car. Amusement park or day at the beach?
2: Amusement park.
1: Passenger or Driver. Driver. Pancake or waffle? Waffle. Uh, stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh circus peanuts?
2: Neither. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not Zero. one of the questions. Okay, the
2: Sour Patch, if I have to. <laughs> uh,
1: toilet paper? under or over
2: over that's also not Thank a question
1: you. Yeah. if there's ever anyone on here that says under i'm gonna i don't know they're gonna we be might. a different breed i'm gonna be like yeah i'm glad to meet you not not <laughs> because to put i anyone, feel like there's no one that does that
2: not to put anyone on blast at my house but there's very <laughs> often that it is under and i <laughs> have a big
0: issue with that Derek, oh, is it you? oh it's, you know it ain't me jen you know where i stand <laughs> on this Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just an oversight. Like some people are just like, get it on there. That's the main thing, which is true. But I'm like, if you're going to take time, do it right. Yeah, it's it's it
1: takes about two seconds either way. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Eugene, for answering those questions. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that was interesting for you guys to hear a little bit about uh, Mm -hmm. about him through his answers. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and move into some questions for Eugene. And I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Derek start out with those.
0: So, Eugene, what is a skill, hobby, or interest you have that people might not know about you? Jen mentioned the first one. Um, I rode my bike here
2: today for the podcast. Uh, I really enjoy riding my bike with friends and by myself as well. Uh These are two nerdy things um, that would have been unacceptable to say in public like five or ten years ago, but Mm. now are regionally accepted in the U.S. as a normal pastime. One is disc golf, Uh. uh, (laughs) and the other one is uh, doing a Rubik's Cube. Oh,
1: that's so true. Um, And
2: both of those I have picked up in the last uh, couple of years, and every time I mention it, I'm amazed at how many people come out of the woodwork to say that they enjoy those things as Mm. well, whereas Mm -hmm. it used to be. Lame to do those so Weird. It maybe still is lame to some people, but I found it's more of a community than I realized. Yeah, that's really awesome. um Lastly, I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy doing. <laughs> what do you enjoy? He enjoys
1: speaking. I enjoy <laughs> um,
2: impressions of people that I know. Ah. Hang out with. So I do impressions of like celebrities and stuff too. But I really enjoy if like I'm observant, and I think this is part of our family culture with with. Traveling so much, we have to do something to keep ourselves sane when we meet new people every day. And so we observe people pretty closely, and anyone that knows us knows that that's the case. Uh, So I enjoy impressions, um, how people speak, their mannerisms, their phrases that they enjoy and say quite a bit or too much. Uh, Things like that I enjoy doing. But it's Mm -hmm. only... Spontaneous. I do not mm. prefer to do it when asked. It's yeah. only when I'm feeling it.
1: Yeah, when it comes out, and you do it that then they mention. He, it. You're pretty good at it good. too. very good.
0: It makes you feel like the person's in the room, and it's yeah, hilarious. It is really right. funny. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Eugene. You can say yes or no to this. So, Little and Jen are going to be on our next episode. So, do you have a little you want to hit us with? So, oh. so <laughs> now I will tell you
2: <laughs> the way in which we <laughs> do something is That's so true. important. And if you say something I agree with, I'm going to say, totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Um, oh. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, those those are some of Little's, yeah. uh, Little's favorites. Uh, one one thing I will say about Little as a uh, pastor and friend is uh, he used to say this last past week all the time, oh, yeah. over this the pulpit, in a conversation, this last past week, and he is doing an, a phenomenal job of not saying that.
0: And yeah. so... He is growing. Sweet. At
1: least we always knew it was last and it was past. <laughs> he didn't leave anything to the imagination. did chance, there. in
0: case you were wondering. Thank you for that, Eugene. I know he'll. Yeah, good uh, work. Yeah.
1: And yeah. also, this uh, with the uh, the hobbies, interest you have with the disc golf um, and the Rubik's cube. What is your quickest time you've ever done a Rubik's cube in?
2: Great question. I was on a flight back from Iowa yesterday. I think it was, and uh, or Recent. maybe Thursday. And, Fresh
1: content, people. And Ooh, I, like I was. It.
2: Talking with a guy that was on the airplane next to me, and he was going to a traditional Muslim wedding. Uh, so that was very interesting to hear. <laughs> Versus what a non
0: traditional like. yeah.
2: Yeah, so like traditional garb, loose fitting clothing, not regular American apparel, ah. um, and like a five day festival basically oh, is, is how he described it. And, I'm trying to uh, go to one of those. And so we got to talking about uh, our faith and different things like that. Uh, but I was, I have the Rubik's cube in my hands. When I'm on an airplane, I prefer to have it in my hands because it's like kind of like a fidget cube. I yeah. can just be doing it while I'm sitting there thinking and. It almost always is the reason I start a conversation with somebody on an airplane is Mm. because I have it in my hand and they're interested in it and they ask a question about it. For sure. And then that opens up a conversation if they want to talk that it's there. Um, So I was doing it and he goes, hey, like, would you mind if I time you? Uh, His dad was across the aisle and was interested in it as well. He said, can I mix it up and I'll time you? And I said, sure. So normally I mix it up myself pretty thoroughly. So he mixed it up and he did a pretty good job. But as I was solving it, I realized like <laughs> I am scooting through this. <laughs> and so my previous best time was 51 seconds. Okay. Um, and I use the beginner method for any of you nerds out there. Uh, I just do it as fast as possible. I, I don't do two steps at a time or anything uh, for whatever, for any of you that know what that is. Yeah, I'm and, lost. Um, lost. And I got it in 41 seconds. Stop it. Whoa. 10 seconds Ten quicker second than your other record? one? Yeah.
1: Hold it. Nice.
2: So like I said, he mixed it up and he did a good job. It looked mixed. But yeah. depending on how you mix it, it's it can, easier to move through it quicker.
1: Right. Uh, but it, you had no control over that. So right. you took no, he what he mixed, did he and mixed it, yeah. right. did 41 seconds. Cool. cool. cool.
0: cool. Wow, do you know, shout out Gene, to that, I guess. Uh, that is very impressive. What is the world? Do you know, like, what's the world record? Do you know, like. What, I'm thinking what? it's five or six seconds. Oh, Really? What? Yeah,
2: so that there's seems, there's methods that seems to unrealistic. Um, the pros look at the whole thing okay. and can see, oh, if I do these 12 things, it's going to solve the entire thing. For me, I do one step at a time yeah. as it goes along. I have to go by sight. They can solve it with their – they can look at the cube, put a blindfold on, and then memorize what steps they had to wow. do from that point and do it all at one time. Yeah. So it's just a totally different scenario. Yeah. Still very impressive. That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. This says 1.26 seconds.
2: That feels pretty I quick. I feel that feels a little like fast. I but can't. But I know blink. it's like under five. Yeah. Okay. The, this,
1: now I'm reading here. It says 3.47 seconds yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Wow. Go on I, YouTube. It's interesting. I was interesting. like 41. Is that the record?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, you know, Spoken World Record? I was record? like, maybe ah! we should look into this. I wonder well, what the
2: record is for the beginner <laughs> method. Because that's like a, it's a seven okay, step because process. Because you have to do all you the have steps. You have to do it in order,
0: yeah, all right. the steps. So we'll
1: look into that sometime. But in any case, we're impressed. I'll look
0: that up while Jen asks the next question. We're impressed. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So, um. All right, moving into some a little different question here. What is something that you are passionate about? And this could be broad, but you can do with it whatever. Answer the question however you would prefer.
2: Uh, so for me, ever since I've been into music, which was uh, since I was about fifteen years old, I started playing uh, bass first, and then acoustic guitar after that. Um, we also got into some vocal training at that point. Like we took some vocal training. I mean, because uh, we were not hugely talented in that department uh, at that point in our lives as a family. And so we did some intentional training there and uh, have learned ever since. But um, promoting excellence in our music as a family and in my personal music and then helping transfer the knowledge that I've gleaned through mentors to other people. So promoting excellence in music, predominantly in church. Um, A lot of what I see in the Mennonite circles and just in the American church is doing music at church is a license to do music poorly or lazily or because it's just church. Everyone knows you. It's not a big deal. It's not Mm -hmm. a performance. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, While there are parts of that that are true, there is also something to promoting excellence in serving the King of Kings, which is Jesus Christ, who we are singing to, singing about, Mm -hmm. worshiping. Uh, I think if he were in the room, we would want to do our best possible um, performance and acknowledgement to do justice to who he is. Um, so I feel like promoting excellence in churches, uh, with sound and music is Mm -hmm. part of what my calling has been for the last uh, while. And it's where my passion lies. And I'm so, so blessed with a lot of opportunities to promote that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And
1: I, you mentioned before about being worship leader at our church, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I will attest to the fact that Eugene does, um, he does put very highly the the level of excellence as to how he leads out and not missing the the value of of the, the reason for the, the worship is obviously to honor and glorify God. And it doesn't always have to be perfect, but you can strive to do everything you're doing, whether you're singing or you're playing your instruments, is to do it well because you are doing it to the Lord and anything mm-hmm. that we're doing for him should be done that way. So mm-hmm. – um I will attest that that is something Eugene does. Um, with music, Eugene, what is just a quick piece of advice you would give for someone who's trying? They want to get into music. So they want to either, either they want to learn to play an instrument, or they want to get into singing, maybe specifically instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, where do I start? How do I even do it? How much discipline does it take? What would you just give them as an advice to get started?
2: Great question. Um, for me, it took me seeing somebody else learning music And seeing like maybe how easy it would be to just play the basics of a song. Like, oh, if I would actually just learn those three chords, G, C, and D, for instance, I could play a lot of songs that exist out in the world. You could just play it in that key. Um, When I realized that like in a couple of months, I could go from not playing an instrument to like, I could play along with this simple three chord Mm -hmm. song or whatever. Mm -hmm. That in my mind is what kind of shifted like, oh, maybe this is something I can pursue. Because when you haven't done something at all, it can kind of look like a mountain that only certain people can climb and you can't. I just feel like it took me seeing how simple it really is to play the basics of music. And then the advance, the advancement comes from once you're already started and you keep moving and progressing forward. But mm-hmm. the two big keys would be have someone to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a sibling, a friend, a mentor, a teacher, somebody to play with. Because when you're by yourself trying to learn It can be very, very discouraging when you don't see progress, and it's also hard to see what actual progress is happening unless someone else speaks into, oh, wow, you did that better than last week. On your own, it's a little bit hard to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the the last thing would be getting a platform. So for me, when I thought about learning music, my church had a worship team already, and I knew that if I would learn an instrument, I would have a spot on that team if I was good enough at Mm -hmm. playing. So I had an outlet. Um, and then our family also travels, so I knew that on the road I would have an outlet for music. So there was kind of a no-brainer, like mm-hmm. if I would learn this, I have all sorts of opportunities to play. Some people go to a church that doesn't allow musical instruments or they don't do music in their church. Uh, some people don't really have a friends group to play with. And so often if they're trying to learn, I ask them, who are you playing with? What are you playing for? What are you striving towards? Do you have an end goal? And if they say no, it it it's – Mm -hmm. I kind of hesitate, you know, I'm like, how are you going to improve if you don't have Mm -hmm. something you're shooting for? Because if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. True. There's a quote uh, for you. That'll preach. Yeah. So I would say it's those things. Get a a platform. And if you don't have one, put yourself in a position where there may be one or, you know, put yourself with the right people that there'd be an opportunity to play with a band or with a church. Church is obviously the first, you know, easiest thing usually um, because it's an established music group that has songs to sing. And just needs musicians, um
1: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's a good answer, and, and there are some of you out there who feel like if you're thinking like, well, there's no outlet ever, there's nothing mm-hmm. I could ever get involved in, so I guess I just don't do music. Mm-hmm. Some people enjoy playing music for themselves, mm-hmm. you know that just just the playing is therapeutic, they enjoy hearing it, they enjoy the um the discipline it takes to learn something new so mm-hmm. if that's the case sometimes people that's okay if you don't mm-hmm. have a place yeah. you're going to go play it even publicly or, you're, or even with the group and you just enjoy it um that's okay too mm-hmm. and um it just that those that, that takes a lot of self-discipline because you're not say, you're doing it for you yeah and most people that are loving music for them are taking those steps and mm-hmm. they don't need a whole lot of push because yeah. Yeah. they're doing it for themselves. I'd so. be pretty
2: impressed if someone can put in the work and go from not playing to playing really well, if it's just for themselves. Like mm-hmm. usually you just don't put the time in unless it's that, that important to you. So yeah. you've got to be mm-hmm. pretty driven to mm-hmm. successfully do that, but I have seen it done. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So Eugene, you were just recently put in as our worship pastor at our church mm-hmm. uh, just this past Sunday. So talk a little bit about, you know, you do music, you want to do it well in excellence, but talk a little bit about the anointing. you, a lot of us we can see that God has placed that anointing on you to lead worship. It's not just it's not just the it's it's even separate from the performance side. But talk about that a little bit, how important that is and how do you cultivate that in a team? But you as a leader um and how like anybody can do something really well, but unless God's anointing is on it, it's it's going to like it's really for naught. Um mm-hmm. so anything you have on that and how you cultivate that in your life or anyone that's aspiring like to lead worship like yeah. Mhm.
2: I think we've all seen um, music leaders, and we've all seen worship leaders, and mm. I would consider it a difference. Mm-hmm. Some of us are very skilled in music, and some of us are very skilled in being in tune with the spirit and leading the worship side of things, like changing a song or uh, going to a place where you didn't practice, or like in a in a worship service or in a in a setting with friends in a room. You know, knowing where to go and what what the spirit is saying at that moment. Uh, there is a separation there, and the best scenario is when those two are married together is musical skill and excellence. And then being open to the spirit to where I feel more free to do a spontaneous worship song being led by the spirit. If I know my team is competent enough to follow Mm. me into that song. Mm -hmm. If I feel like we're not doing music very well and we can't play by ear, we don't know this song that we're going into. It's I'm more hesitant as the leader to take my team to a place where they're not going to be set up for success. Um, And so often if, if I'm, with a team that I feel like is not ready for that, I will do my best to silence them and just allow them not to play. And whoever can and will follow me, do that. To so basically, the spirit trumps what we practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I get to a place where I have three more songs left, but it feels like we need to stay in this moment, uh, it's something I've tried to learn: is that it's more important to follow the river of the spirit in that moment than to accomplish the three songs that we spent Mm. time practicing. Uh, Because I've seen it happen. It happens a lot with our pastors. They have a message planned, but if there's ministry time coming out of the worship and the sharing and the testimonies, they will negate their sermon for that Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we expect that of them because we want to be open to the spirits leading in a service. But I also need to expect that of myself, that if I have 10 songs planned and we end up doing two... I need to be okay with the prep that we put in to not Mm. do the rest of what we practiced. Mm. Now, obviously a pastor is prepping on his own and it affects him. I'm prepping with a team of eight people and it affects all of us in our time. And so that's a little different as far as how many people are involved in the amount of prep. Um, But it doesn't change the fact that we both need to be open to being flexible in what the spirit is doing in that moment. But as far as the anointing goes, um, That's something that you can't teach. It comes out of a relationship with the Lord. I fully believe Mm -hmm. that. But you can grow in that anointing and Mm -hmm. being willing to walk in it. And I've seen that from worship leader mentors like uh, Merle Stolzfus, Doug Nolt, Nelson Painter, Nelson Koblenz. I've seen different guys that I've led worship under, led worship with, and played under that they do a phenomenal job of valuing um, what the Spirit wants to do in a worship set way over what was practiced or what was planned in our humanness, you know, attempts to to worship. Um, But I always tell my teams, we promote excellence and we practice hard so that when we get into the service, we're not thinking about music, we're thinking about worship. Mm -hmm, When mm -hmm. the music can be second nature and in cruise control, and we can really focus on the atmosphere of the room and who's in there and what we need and what is needed, uh, we're in a much better place to head in the right direction
0: of where God wants to go that Sunday. Wow. Broken down very well, Eugene. Thank you for that. That's amazing. All right. So this next question, Eugene, kind of a biggie, uh, but it's also a fun one. So what's a huge dream that you have? I'm probably going to sound like
2: a broken record here, um, but when I go to a concert or go to a huge event, all I can think about, because I'm involved in tech and music, like both sides of it. All I can observe is the production, and I like watching the guys in black clothing, like walking around, handing out guitars, changing mic batteries, uh, getting in ear set up, going out and tuning the guitars for the musicians that don't even tune their own guitars anymore. Like that's a, I'm my own, we're our own roadies right now. Uh, we tune all our instruments, we set up all our own sound, we do everything involved in the production that we do, which is very low production. Um, and to see, to I guess my dream would be to be a part like one of the musicians or one of the band members of a massive production where Mm. I show up, bring my guitar and that's all I do. Like I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, it sounds fairly selfish, but basically the, the music and producing side of me would be really interested to see what it actually feels like to do something on that big a scale. Mm -hmm. You, you get to, you know, uh, an NFL stadium and they're setting up a stage for you to, to play on that night. And you Mm -hmm. just get there, show up, hang out in the green room, do your sound check, do your practice. But you're basically just there for what happens on the stage. You're not really there to do the the work of the setup. Wow. Um, but I feel like the only reason I would be interested in that is because I've done the other side of it, and mm-hmm. I would be able to thank those guys and really appreciate yeah, what they do really because appreci- I've done yeah. it. Yep. Uh, so that would be a dream.
0: Okay. That's cool. All right. NFL Stadium. You can get it could happen.
1: That's a t- attainable dream. Yeah.
0: You never for know. For sure. I like it. That's awesome. I'll come That's watch. awesome. Cool, cool, can cool. Can I get a
1: backstage pass? <laughs> All
0: right, Jen. So... <laughs> Next, next section.
1: Oh, okay. Now uh, we're gonna break a little bit and do uh, <clears throat> some pickup lines.
2: Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Because uh, Eugene, are you in a relationship right now? I'm not. Ladies out there, Eugene, <laughs> do you want to be?
0: Because here <laughs> we is a go. Plug for
1: Eugene. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, for this segment, we you know it's something we maybe we all need a little bit of is uh, some. Oh yeah. Just, just some, in case you ever meet somebody, you really want to see if something would work out, you could <laughs> use one of these on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will they work 100%?
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs>
1: so maybe not. we're going to, we have four pickup lines. Okay. And we're going to read them to you, and then you are going to rate them. A scale of one to 10. Okay. And mm-hmm. you can rate them whether whether or not you, if someone said them to you, it would work, or if you just as a whole think it's a good pick If you
0: like them or don't like Do them. You, Am I rating yeah. them one at a time or once they're all said? One one yeah, one at a time. Mm-hmm. One
1: at a time. So you don't know what's coming. That's okay. hard. So yep.
0: here's the first one. Here's the first <laughs> one. Here we go. Are you a bank loan? Because you've certainly got my interest. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one out of 10. <laughs>
2: I'm asking what one out of the scale is. is. It's one yeah, one yeah. out of yeah, 10. I like it personally. That's it's it's not as suggestive and corny as some. I'll give that a 7.
1: Okay. It's kind of good. I kind of like it because you've got my are
0: interest. You, yeah. I like that. Like cuz yeah.
1: it, it's not it's not over the top. It's just saying you're yeah. interested. For it's sure. initial, initial. For sure. For sure. What are you giving it, Derek?
0: Uh pff, I'm probably going to give that like a 8. I'm probably going to give that like an 8.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with a 7 as well. Mm-hmm. Um was mm-hmm. pretty decent. Kay. Okay. Okay. Uh, um So, good, uh <laughs> this is one of my personal favorites. Um so you go up to a girl, and you'd be like, man, I'd like to take you to the movies, but they don't let you bring your own snacks. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Should have known it was something like that. Oh, man,
1: really? uh, that's, cr- that's cringy. It's cringe. I, I'm going to go with the
0: five on that that's one. Yeah. Of, just cringe.
1: I just think it's funny. It's I'm funny. I'm going to go with an eight. Oh, wow. I think yeah. I'm,
0: I'm going to go seven. I like, it's kind of like, clever. It, it's an
1: awkward compliment, but you're low-key, like, you're trying to compliment yeah, them. Like, yeah, right? yeah. Well, and if someone calls you a
0: snack, I mean, it's it's a compliment. Yeah. But
2: from a man to a woman that you're just meeting, isn't that sort (laughs) of objectifying them?
1: Yeah, let's not think too deep. In okay, <laughs> all
0: right. Well, that's why it's a five. but whatever. Right. That's why it's you're 5 you're probably right. Nice. Anyway, kind nice. of funny.
1: All right, next one from Derek.
0: All right, so this one here originally it has the word kiss in the beginning, but obviously sure. as good Mennonites, we're going to go yeah. hug. But as true gonna good Mennonites, we're going to kiss that one goodbye. We're going to yeah. kiss that goodbye. But as true Mennonites, we're going to go side hug. So we're going from you kiss. Know we can't be full Not hug, hugging. but side okay. hug. So okay. yep. here we go. So so side hug me if I'm wrong. But dinosaurs <laughs> still exist, right? <laughs> Oh wow, that's, <laughs> that that's funny, it kind of leaves, leaves yeah, them, uh, with no choice there. Exactly, yeah. so there you go,
2: you got a side note um, automatically. I hate it because it's like a forced interaction, ooh. a physical interaction, which <laughs> sounds really sus. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of forced. At least change it right. to side hug. Uh, I'm giving that one a five as well. Actually, a six. That way we're, okay. we're not rating them the same thing. Oh, higher
1: okay. up. So higher than the higher snack than one? The snack one. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. rather
2: side hug somebody than objectify them. But ooh, yes. Ooh, okay. preach. All right. Well, I've I- done one. <laughs> I haven't really. I try not to do the
0: other.
1: Okay. Honestly. What would you give that one, Derek?
0: I'm honestly, yeah, I'm probably going to give that like a five. Okay, I'm kind of, but I think I honestly. I'm gonna go with a four. I, you know the four.
1: I don't know why. Just I think feeling it.
0: Uh, you know the game. What are the odds? So yeah. if you haven't heard of that game, uh, we'll, we'll break that down sometime, maybe. But coming up at our conference here at Vertical uh, this fall, I'm gonna get. We need to get some people to do some of these to people. I think it'd be hilarious. The, especially oh, the, the, the side, lines? yeah. Oh, especially yeah. the side hug one. You know how awkward that would be.
1: Yeah, that'd be super awkward. Oh, yeah. That'd
0: be awesome. Yeah. All right,
1: so last one. Um, I kind of like this one as well. Anyway. Good thing I brought my library card because I am checking you out.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was hoping the last one I could rate like higher than oh, all the others. Oh, crap. You can.
1: But this I one, can't. I will tell well, you, was uh, one I heard when I was, mean I, I mean, maybe like 11 gen- or 12. Gen- oh, and really? Went back when I actually had a library card and, like, it was so and went to, to the library. Yeah, I, and I'm I read checking. that and I was like, this is hilarious. I'm gonna use this one day. <laughs>
0: Did you have you, no. Jen?
1: I haven't, but I I should.
0: It's a little more suggestive, a little bit, a little it's bit. Funny. It is funny. Uh, it is funny. Uh, it, it's just, combining
1: just libraries that of, no one really. Goes I've done to a anymore. seven,
2: a six, and a five. We'll we'll do an eight on that okay, for Jen's got an eight, sake. Got an, eight, got an
1: eight. All right, let's go. I think I think
2: my personal yeah. favorite was probably the. F- first one which one was that again it was um are you a bank loan yeah you're a bank yeah, loan because yeah. you certainly
0: it, got my if interest I could, if i could go back in time that would have <laughs> been my highest <laughs> okay. rated but okay. i did give it a seven so it's fine
1: okay
0: yeah Yeah. i'm probably yeah. gonna go like a six okay. on that i'll go a six on them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A six or a seven I'm six point going five. nine, you nine, going nine? okay Nine's i've never keys. given a
1: 10 yet yeah in the two episodes we've had so far <laughs> well, so that's fair um, that's fair but maybe one of these days nice hey and if any of you guys have um have pickup lines that mm-hmm. you guys have either used before yeah. and they worked or didn't or that you like or think are clever or funny yeah you can message us on our instagram page and Please. we may use them on here and we'll give shout, you a shout, shout out if we, we shout, use them shout. so we're open to that but for sure uh these are free for now we're not charging you guys to use these pickup lines but if you have any success stories that come out of them yeah let us know.
0: Well, yeah. If you if you start dating somebody from one of these, let us know. Please. Eugene is
1: looking like uh, that will never. Eugene's
0: happen. like there's zero percent <laughs> chance. You never know. I never you said
1: never know. anything. <laughs> His hey, facial expression, body
0: language, and yes. speaks, speaks
1: speaks loudly. Eugene yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, okay. But
2: everyone listening is only listening. So I know. You're right. So we're
1: telling them what your face okay. is looking we're like, okay. so yeah, they exactly. can see exactly. in their mind. Yep. All right. Thanks for that, Eugene. Uh, Derek, you want to start us off with the next question?
0: Sure. Is there? This is a little more about you and your life. Mm-hmm. Is there something you've experienced in life that turned out different than what you expected, whether for good or bad?
2: Yeah, so this is personal and also family. Um, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but our family music uh, and singing and what we do just on stage uh, took a pretty drastic shift uh, between 10 and – yeah, around 10 years ago-ish. Um to where we used to do drama when we were on the road. Uh, like we had skits that my mom would put together and write and put together and uh – we were just actors in that drama. Uh, there's a lot of people that still come up to us and say, "Like, hey, I have your DVDs. I saw oh. you as a, you know, as a kid, or you're, you're this, you know." They'll call us by our stage name, yes. which is so cringy. Are to they me. on YouTube? Are um, these things on YouTube? They're no. you can on DVD, um, and I think I'm pretty sure our first original DVD, which was recorded in 2007, so for context, I would have been 11 years old at the time. Yeah. Um, did not have a beard, was not six <laughs> foot tall, uh, very different Eugene a on stage. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: but check it out guys. It's so some good quality content. So it's, it's, it's content.
2: It's interesting. Um, so we did that for a while because we were actually encouraged, um, by a lot of different people that maybe music wasn't our strength at that point. Um, and that's probably the nicest way to say what we were told. Um, but it was true. Yeah. And so around, yeah, I think it would have been 2013, 14, 15, somewhere in that year range. Um, we went to a school of music and uh, got some training and some tips on how to improve going forward. So we didn't come out of that week totally different, but we had tools that week that helped us improve as a family together with, with singing. And then instruments came uh, a couple years after that um, and started, you know, doing music in our church and then also, you know, on stage with our family uh, on tour. So uh, yeah, when I look at my life right now in youth ministry, kids ministry, church ministry, and family ministry, everything I do during the year, um, events and and conferences and all that is all revolved around my involvement in music. Um, And so that to me, I'm trying to imagine what my life would look Mm -hmm. like right now at 26 years old, if I wouldn't have pursued music at 15. Um, So to me, that's a pretty big switch that for a long time, music was kind of a sore subject with us. And it was something that our friends did and groups we traveled with did, but we didn't do. And now anyone that knows us in the last five years and they've just met us recently, they're like, oh, yeah, you guys have always sang. And we're like, mm-hmm. that's – some people may not know that's not actually the case. Um, so, yeah, I would say
0: that's that's my answer for that one. Cool. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and I think, too, that, like, don't – if you want to – if you have a passion for something or want to get good at something, like, just be honest and real about it. But then, like, you can keep pursuing it. Not everyone that's good at something today was a natural at it or they didn't have all the all skills and tools they have now. So, yeah, don't be afraid to – Get learning.
1: Who knows where you'd be now, Eugene? You might be an actor on Broadway or something.
0: <laughs> you never know. Never yeah. know. <laughs> kept
1: up your acting career. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, that's yeah, cool. For sure. I'm so glad that you guys got into that music thing because a lot of people are benefiting from that now and the choices that you made then mm. to uh, put effort into it and to be disciplined and work hard at it. And now, not only are you guys benefiting from like the joy of being able to do it, but people get to benefit from it as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's cool. Yep. Um, so what advice or wisdom do you wish you had heard sooner?
2: This is ex- uh, exceptionally convicting to me uh, because I enjoy talking and anyone that's still listening to this episode can attest to that. Um, when you talk, you're only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. Um, mm. That's a quote that has stuck with me for a long time. Uh, I heard it a few years ago. I can't pinpoint the first time I heard it, but it it struck me in that often we listen to formulate a response, like listening to respond, more than listening to understand uh, without even just, you know, planning to respond to what has been said. Uh, James 119 talks about that. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Uh, that's a verse we memorized as kids in our homeschool room with mom uh, back in the day, um, just... Throwing it back, we were all homeschooled. Shout out to Team Homeschooled, all twelve grades. What? What?
1: Um, Way to go! I have man. an accredited
2: diploma from the state of North Carolina. Uh, so all the homeschool jokes can just go to bed. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> <Ooh>. Well, <laughs> well, got that. Were
1: correct. you valedictorian of your class? Yeah. <laughs> it was just you. So yeah, I was easily
2: top five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was five of yeah. us. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's end of that. I don't okay, have to perfect. Talk on nice. each no, no, no. You're good. No, I just that's, was that's uh, didn't want to cut you off. If you had something yep. else you wanted to share about that, there's okay. a
0: real art to listening, and mm-hmm. I think even in your mind, having that of like, okay, I'm listening to understand, not just to respond. I think that's really good. I really like that, mm-hmm. um, Eugene. What has been a key for you in your spiritual walk, uh, a spiritual key or staple that has helped you grow in your relationship with the Lord?
2: Um, specifically something that came to my mind when I thought about this question is uh, how God answers prayer. So we often pray for things. Uh, we do that quite a bit. I mm-hmm. feel like we ask God for more things than we thank Him for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also forget to thank Him when He does grant those things. Um, and so that's something I'm trying to work on. Uh, but how God answers prayer. Um, so when I pray for patience, I've figured out that God doesn't just grant me the gift of patience. He gives me a person in my life that gives me an opportunity to be patient with uh, someone that I can't stand, and it's really impossible to be patient with. Uh, So, And then I had uh, a couple years ago, I remember a specific prayer. Um, I felt like when I interacted uh, specifically at Vertical, the youth conference that we have uh, at our church every September, shameless plug for that, Revivalist Ministries, that's coming up here in a couple of months. Um, Before that conference, I felt the Lord laying on my heart that, um, or at least something a desire I had was to be approachable. Um, because I felt like people looked at me from just if they saw me on stage or knew who I was, but didn't know me personally, that they didn't feel that I would be relatable to them, or they didn't feel that I would receive them if they had something to say, if, if they don't know me. Um, and so I, I felt like I was perceived as unapproachable and I didn't want to be that way because I wanted to be, you know, someone that people can talk to if they wanted to. So I, I Prayed, you know, God, just make me approachable. Show me what that is and and make me appear approachable to other people so that they come up and talk to me. Um, and that weekend, God did exactly what I asked for. And halfway through the weekend, I was so annoyed. People kept coming up and talking to me. And I wanted to go hang out with my friends. I had <laughs> responsibilities. Just come up and talk randomly. People that I didn't know. And I was like, this is so dumb. I am so tired of this. Like, I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go do fun stuff. And all of a sudden God's like, didn't you like ask to be more approachable? And I was like, oh my God, oh, it was just boy. like a uh, boom. I was boom. like, wow. Yeah. So what he did was give me opportunities to be approachable, but also not let me out of the fact that you asked for this mm-hmm. and being approachable means people will approach you and you have to be okay with dealing with that and mm-hmm. talking to them and, and taking interest in them. So yeah. what I prayed for, he answered, but not the way I thought it would be. I, went, I guess I... When I thought of being approachable, I wanted to be approachable to the people I wanted to approach me. And that's not how it works. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a big thing that God answers prayer often differently than what I thought. Mm-hmm.
0: Sweet. That's good. Wow. That's really good. Gina. I think your perspective on how God answers can really shape, um, yeah, really shape your prayer life. That's really good. That's awesome. Very good. It's time for Hot, Hot takes. takes. Uh oh, <laughs> it's about to get <laughs> heated. Straight fire. Here we go. So,
1: and also just a quick preface: Flames. If, you, if anybody that you do know, Eugene and me, and also Derek, specifically Gene and me, um, we both can kind of we have big personalities that have are very opinionated, and yeah. when we have different opinions about things, mm-hmm. um, you make it known. Yeah, we do. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but we've learned things though, too. How to, uh, we respect and appreciate each other, but we definitely yeah. have different ideas on certain things. So, yeah. this hot takes are, um, yeah, an opinion that someone might have that's, uh, that may be very highly disagreed with yep. by the majority of the population. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyway, so Eugene, any hot takes that you have?
2: Yes. Um, I have a bunch.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, but, oh.
2: um, the one that came to mind that I feel like this is my biggest audience uh, to date probably as far as like how many people would hear me say a hot take and, mm. you know, whatever, um, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're up to tens and tens of listeners at this point. <laughs> yeah, this tens, tens and tens. Yeah. Tens and tens. Maybe, tens and 15. maybe 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my hot take would be um, by sugar content and ingredients, ketchup. If oh, you consider no. tomatoes a fruit, it is a smoothie. <laughs> oh, that's so, not – you don't believe that. So, okay. So,
1: <laughs> guys, Bob, he doesn't even believe okay, that himself. Listen, listen okay, okay. Listen, this might so be a good argument. So, this is
2: proving my point. So, ketchup is – not, I would say it's mid, but it's not even mid. Ketchup is just not mid.
1: Good. What? Um,
2: oh, mid yeah, yeah. is a term that the woke young people oh. use when something is just not that great and okay. it's overhyped. Ketchup is mid at best.
1: That's mm. an overstatement, yeah. in yeah, my I opinion. I agree with I you. With you, that. Agree with you. Um, I don't like ketchup.
2: And I just think it's hilarious that by sugar content and with tomatoes being a fruit in a technical sense, it it's a smoothie and it's the grossest smoothie you've ever tasted. Yeah. And the fact that ketchup has as much sugar as it has and how nasty it is, is ridiculous to me. Yeah. So the fact that it's the main, like, you know, dipping sauce for like fries across America is the biggest <laughs> load of bull I've ever heard. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I just give me anything, any other condiment than ketchup. Yeah. Because it's just not good.
1: I will. Wow. But yeah, you do uh, are saying that ketchup is a smoothie. Is that what you are claiming?
2: Um, because <laughs> I mean, if you judge it true. on the merits, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it That's just nasty. makes it that much worse. You're right. It makes it maybe that by much definition, worse. but
1: yeah. the technical definition, yeah. and that is it. <laughs> yeah. That is nasty. So yeah. I guess get yourself a get yourself a ketchup smoothie next time you head to. This like I'm saying,
2: nobody would. Yeah, because right. it's gross. It is gross. <laughs> it is
1: gross. You're right. All right. Um. Okay. So my hot take, and I kind of got it from you guys. your are I think, yeah, your family oh, really? would all be in disagreement with me on this. But chocolate milk. This oh, is gonna, this so... is going to be my honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> oh, yes, here it is. I hear I'm glad. This is my hot take. Because, oh, uh, yep. So I'm wondering how you're going to phrase this. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm thinking. Go for it. So in my opinion, um, chocolate milk made with the Hershey's. Sir, liquid syrup.
2: Oh, this isn't where I thought we were going. Continue. Mm-hmm. Either, is, but yeah, oh, were I, you gonna
1: talk about corn? Can, yeah. Anyway, just keep continue. going. Uh, with the her- ma- chocolate milk made with the syrup from Hershey's oh, is <laughs> way Cover better, way better, more delicious oh, than word. chocolate milk made with the Nesquik powder. The original. Oh, That anyway. hurts. So, it hurts. Physical pain. Hate it or don't, but... Uh, yeah, I hate it. I mean, uh, or don't. Oh, sorry. I,
0: <laughs> I don't hate it, but I strongly so, disagree. So, and let me just say
1: real quick why, because when you put in the... this, It's way more... It's creamier, um, uh, and it's more... Okay. ...taste, like the taste of the Hershey's chocolate with the milk. It's like two liquids coming together and marrying each <laughs> other into some glorious relationship. <laughs> That is a weird way to say it, no, but it's you. just I think it's just superior flavor than the Nesquik powder in oh milk. Oh, my. So anyway,
0: yeah, that's all I have to that's say about that's that. That's fair, Jen. I appreciate your boldness coming in against two guys yeah. that you well, knew. Well, do you have any
1: rebuttals for that?
0: I think it goes without saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> powder, powder gang.
1: Why is powder better? The flavor, the actual better. flavor, it tastes
2: way The actual flavor of powder, powder is far superior to the sure. flavor of syrup. Even if syrup
0: mixes in better in consistency and texture, oh, the thing so it is, better. it doesn't. Like if you have a cup, you have a glass yeah. cup. There's syrup streaks all over, like the bottom. Like it doesn't.
1: You know how to do it correctly, and it doesn't work like that. How? Huh? How?
0: So how do you do it without the syrup streaks? Okay, on the bottom? so the best
1: way to do it is actually to shake it. So what you want to do is put it oh, in a container okay. with a lid, and you take it. So it, it takes shake a lot of like work to make it yeah. good. No, very easy. You just uh, put a lid on it.
2: Uh, most of us are putting it in a glass though.
1: And you, but then you do, then you can pour into your glass. So
2: like so you're I said, you making
0: two dishes. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do- <laughs> So you got to wash a lot Whatever. of dishes the
2: way dishes, I make I just it
1: just only takes one. We have one. dishwashers. Sometimes <laughs> superior flavor is worth a little extra dish.
0: Okay. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. okay. Well, I think I'm anyway, right we maybe
1: well, sorry, Derek.
0: I'm I'm where Eugene's at. I'll give you both glasses. I won't say nothing and you just tell me which is better. I yeah. I, I I rely I rest my we case should test that with Ness Quick.
1: But I'm we might do a poll on our Instagram and just, yeah. just hear from the people. We want to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what here. actually is I'm here for that. Absolutely. popular opinion? Yeah. Am I crazy? I
0: believe in power. Or
1: are they crazy? I think we know yeah. the answer to
0: that. I think we do. Let's <laughs> let the people decide. Yeah. That is a hot take because it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all uh, right and well, moving on Wait, why don't we just status touch status. on
0: while we're here so our family you can disagree with this or not but I want you to try it our family always grew up when we had corn on the cob you know like the salty buttery goodness mm-hmm. what you do is you eat, eat like a cob and then halfway through the cob you have chocolate milk and you get that nice sweet creamy so chocolate milk and corn on the cob was always something for us and a lot of people haven't tried it i'm like i mean
1: it's not really it's it's just like anything you eat you have a beverage with it and so if you want to choose milk i guess that's fine so
2: pizza and soda like it's it's i would consider it like the same it's not like you're eating it in the same bite it's not like you're trying to put them in your mouth at the same time like that's what most people think when we say it but (laughs) people think we're dipping it your your beverage of choice for that meal uh is chocolate milk and it's crazy that the. Once you've eaten corn on the cob, when you drink chocolate milk, it's like the best chocolate milk you've ever tasted. Yeah. And it's also made with powder. So it's obviously the oh, best. But, no. but it's it's Falls. so much better because of the salt that's still lingering yeah. that mm. it amplifies the flavor of the chocolate milk. And the, the back contrast. and forth, it's kind of like a palate cleanser. So yeah. would you and put salt really
1: in your chocolate milk?
2: I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I might have to try it. <laughs> That's pretty much what you're you saying. You may have to do that to Whoa. your syrup, chocolate, milk. It might taste better. <laughs> yeah, well. it might help. That's but anyway, it just had to be said that okay. corn on the cob, chocolate oh, milk, it's, it. it's something the Miller family enjoys. It's probably an Amish origin, but my dad's Amish family did not do it, and my mom's Amish family did. So I think it's just my mom's family specifically. Okay. But mm-hmm. Which there it.
1: are definitely some flavors that together, like you, they will amplify another one. Like if you have some a taste in your mouth, and then you eat or drink something else, there are some things that do go well together, mm-hmm. back to back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. maybe that's the case. Maybe uh, not. Just try. I've never had chocolate milk to served it, with me when I ate corn on the cob. Yeah. But bring it back. Bring it out.
0: Yeah. I guess. We're, yeah, mm-hmm. you got a hot take, Derek? No, I I didn't bring one. That was <laughs> so we talked about kind of chocolate of milk, and uh, okay, I'm glad that good. that fit well. That good. would fit well. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So we're coming down the home stretch here, Jennifer and Eugene. So this has been awesome. Uh, Jen, once you yeah, we'll hop into the last part here.
1: Okay. Um, what would Do you have a song, music album, or podcast other than this one to recommend? <laughs> <laughs> he shouts us out. Yeah, he shouts out. Hey, guys, out, yeah. have you heard the interview podcast? Oh, um, any of those things that you would want to recommend to our listeners that they would they benefit from? Well, I'll start
2: off by saying that the podcast I've enjoyed being on the most would be the interview podcast. Uh, not because it's the only one I've ever been on, but, but uh, so... pretty much because of that. <laughs> um, Thanks, Gene. As far as outside of this, because obviously this starts at number one, so number two, I would recommend uh, the Becoming Something podcast. I think Mm. maybe Derek's mentioned that before, but um, that's an amazing podcast for young adults that kind of just – it's 20 or 30 minutes, which is awesome. Uh, It's a really easy listen at work or on on a drive. Uh, and they discuss all the pertinent issues with being just a young believer in between 18 and 35 years old or whatever, all the questions that are asked. Really woke culture, like they're not trying to be woke, but they are discussing the things that people want to hear about and talk about. Uh, next to that, for all my worship leaders and... Um, worship musicians out there listening to this, the WMT podcast, that's the Worship Ministry Training Podcast by Alex Enfiegin. That's a last name, but wow. it is a last name. Say that again. Uh, I'm Fie- not, not Enfied- Uh I don't want to butcher it, Alex, but <laughs> uh, I would definitely uh, recommend that. He does really good episodes with prominent figures in the music world and in the worship world, and then also just by himself, that he discusses everything about worship ministry, and as a leader and as a band member, and even down to... Here's one on bass. Here's one on drums. Here's one on dynamics. Here's one on live stream mixing. It's mm. like everything that your church ever does with worship ministry, uh, that podcast covers it. So I would definitely recommend that one.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. I think, yeah, those are definitely good resources to uh, to check out for sure. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any encouragement or advice you would like to leave with our listeners?
2: Um, super cliche. Uh, live with as few regrets as possible. Um, be aware of what season you're in and do the things that are in that season before you move into the next one where those things are no longer possible. Mm. If you're single, travel. Do the things that it's harder to do when you're either married or have a job that doesn't allow it or mm-hmm. have a family or kids or whatever. It's not that having a family or kids, wife, whatever, is not a good thing. It's just that it limits what activities are possible and even like smart to do a lot of or spend money on. Um, so, Take time to do the things that you want to do while you can still do them. Uh, a lot of us, when we're in our 20s, we live like there's you know a thousand tomorrows and like our life is never going to end. We're at such the beginning stage of our life that we have all this time to do all this stuff. The reality is uh, I've got friends that are wanting to do stuff now that they're in the next stage of life and they can no longer do those mm. things. And it's disappointing to them and they kind of regret how they spent their time in their high school years and what they did. Mm. Um, so yeah, live with as few regrets as possible. And say things like "I love you," "I appreciate you," "I care about you" to the people that you have those feelings towards while you still can. Um, obviously, we you know we talk about it a lot. Um, we had a loss of a friend, Alex Helmuth, um, back in February, and uh, it was difficult for all of us and um, our church. And but I saw it do positive things for um, our relationships and how we treat each other. Is that we're more aware that I may not see you tomorrow, and so I want to tell you how I feel about you before um, yeah, I may not have a chance. So Mm -hmm. say those things. Um, it's easy to say, oh, they know I appreciate them. Well, encouragement not given is encouragement, not received. So, uh, we all enjoy when people encourage us. And so say it when you get a chance, Mm -hmm. um, even if it feels weird or awkward, they're going to go away feeling better than if you didn't say it. I'll just say it that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Unless
2: you're really bad at communicating and they go away feeling (laughs) awkward, but it's still worth a shot. It's still worth a shot.
0: I
1: agree. That's great advice, Eugene. Even if you know something, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt to hear it yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, very yep. good. Okay, awesome. Um, well, thank you, Eugene for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate Definitely. you taking the time, putting the prep in and being here. Um, it's been good to have you. And um, is there anything that you want to plug personally or otherwise, I know you did mention about vertical. So if you want to say any more about that or even any of the anything mm-hmm. upcoming for you? Or something that you would maybe want to shout out so our listeners are aware of it.
2: I already mentioned it, yeah. Uh, I'm with Revivalist Ministries, which is a uh, youth-based ministry that does uh, two conferences a year, Winter Retreat in March, and then uh, that's in South Carolina, and then Vertical in September. This year it's September 8th through 11th. Um, that's coming up. We have less than a hundred tickets left. It's uh, Mm a max of 300, 300 people that can come and we've had registration open for a few weeks now and it is filling up fast. fast. So if you want to get your ticket, go ahead and do that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple things. I mean, I think you guys have mentioned it before, but express studios, that's uh, my brother Kyle, the engineer there. Uh, he's awesome to work with and we do all sorts of different projects with him. Uh, just, I don't want to spoil too much, but Revivalist Ministries is working on some original music, and hopefully you'll hear some of it at Vertical this year. So if you're interested in that, that is happening. So completely shameless plug for everything I'm involved in. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But yeah, and then this podcast, I really do, I really have enjoyed my time here with you guys. You guys do a phenomenal job, and it's only going to grow and get better and better. Um, So I'm honored to be a guest on here today.
0: Yeah. Awesome! Thank I can you. attest to the the music. I, I got to hear some of it. I work in the same building, so the music is going to be really good at Vertical this year. And some of the it's original gonna stuff. It's going to
1: be bussin', as they say. <laughs> That's another hot take. Might People, be it. People hate that busin'. word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, good stuff ahead. Thanks for sharing that, Eugene.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to Eugene. Okay. I'm your host, Derek and Miller. We're going we're, we're gonna to end
1: this. Uh, just follow our lead, Eugene, and how we're going to end out the podcast. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This <sighs> has, has been the interview podcast mm-hmm. with Eugene Miller. I have been Jennifer.
0: Derek Miller? Yeah, no,
1: you have to say I have been. Oh, oh yeah.
0: I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Okay. I've been Jen. I've been Derek. I've been Eugene.
1: We'll talk to you later.
0: Ciao.